0: Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you, and your kids, grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher, and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hey, I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Um, I know I did. So welcome back. And I just want to remind you that you can get all of my homestead science books on my website for a new way of teaching agriculture in today's youth and aspiring homesteaders by focusing on small scale farming and self-sufficiency. If you are a school or co-op and need invoicing, please feel free to reach out to me directly. I think I say please peel every time. So I'm human. <laughs> Anyways, um so our homestead updates. Uh let's see here. On December 23rd, we had our last calf, a little heifer, and the kids actually not only got to see it, but caught it on video. So that's super fun for them. We've had I don't know, several calves born here on the homestead and it's the first time they've gotten to see it. So that was really exciting for them and um once I can get my iPad to sync to my computer, I will get that video up for you guys. <clears throat> um, my husband moved around some pigs this weekend. And um, we kind of sort them by weight to make sure everybody's eating um, the appropriate amount. Because you know, every once in a while, we'll get one in a litter that's smaller. And so we'll kick it down to be eating with a um, smaller group. So it's not continuing to get kicked out of the feed. But, oh man, these pigs look amazing. They are our first litter of the pay-as-you-grow prey pay as you grow pigs which means that in usually people buy pigs as whole or halves we also sell retail cuts and i've talked about this a few times but people usually either buy whole or halves which market whole and half pigs are going for quite a bit these days plus there's still a butcher fee that goes along with it that's about 300 dollars for a whole hog um on top of the about 800 for a whole hog um so, I mean, that works out to less than $750 a pound, which averaged out is an amazing price, especially for homegrown, non GMO um, raised pigs. So, anyways, that is still a big price tag for a lot of people. So, we started the pay as you grow program, which is where you pay a monthly fee from the time you put your deposit down until the butcher date that you choose that we have pigs available for. So it could be as low as $100 a month. It could be, you know, as high as a couple hundred dollars a month, depending on um, your butcher date. But it just makes things a little bit more affordable. um, So you aren't having to either try to save up that money or just pay it all in advance. And these pigs look great. So if you live anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, um, we can look in, you can contact us and look into getting on our list. We also sell uh, 4H pigs, feeder piglets, and then of course we do the whole hogs, half hogs, and retail cuts. So feel free and reach out. Uh, we are starting our piglet spring piglet wait list, so go ahead and get on that one. Uh, we've been building our website for the homestead, which will have our store and all of our products. Some of them are shippable, some of them are not because they're meat and stuff. We, we eventually hope to have direct consumer meat sales online, but as of right now, it's all either off the homestead or delivery in our local area. Um, We've been using Small Town and Rural, which is a um semi-local, like, to North Idaho area website designing company, and they help walk us through all the steps. I mean, I've designed my own website, but I definitely wanted the option to have somebody helping me. Um, You know, just there, there's a lot on my plate, and this one I'm kind of doing, like my team doesn't work on the homestead stuff and things like that. So um, I've been doing that one on my own and using small town and rural has been a lot of fun. So if you get a chance to check them out, also our website is hannerhomestead.com. It's about halfway done. Feel free and check it out. Maybe, you know, give me some input on that one. That'd be awesome. Um, So our next big thing is we want to do a soft opening of the store. Um, around March. So for that, we need to have a clear cut fridge and freezer and at least one of our signs made up. So that's our goal. Of course, we have um, a lot of pig sales coming up. So hopefully I can budget those things in and I'm really excited. Now my survival course wanted to have it out last week, but goodness Christmas, you know, (laughs) so it will be done this week and it is so fun. It is 15 lessons. That'll be perfect as an extras course or for a co-op or an after-school type program. There's tons of hands-on activities, additional resources, fun facts. Go ahead and hop on the wait list, the homesteadeducation.com forward slash survival. And you'll be the first to know when it's ready and you can, um, probably get to be the first one to get discounts as well, or you'll get the biggest discounts uh, being on the wait list already. So topic for this week is, hmm, I guess I didn't write it. I guess I didn't name it <laughs> anyways. It's um, new year on the homestead, I guess. So this week is probably one of my favorite weeks of the year. And that's not just because of Christmas, although I love Christmas, um, but because this week is... <sighs> it's peaceful. It's, it's weird. It has like a peaceful calm, um, that comes like in that week between Christmas and new year's. And this is the week that I plan and set my tone for the whole year. Um, I guess it's kind of like a new year's resolution, but it's not in the same way. I generally have a feel for how my previous year went and how I want my next year to go. Um, This is where I set my goals, envision my new year, and kind of put everything into place for a fresh start. Like I actually look forward to this week every year where everything's quiet and I can just sort my whole brain. Um, Now, a lot of people have been setting a word instead of a resolution, like, you know, I'm growth for this year. And I really like that because if you mess up, you can always circle back and get back on the wagon and not feel like a failure. Like, you know, I wanted to focus on growth and I haven't been focusing on my growth. So I'm going to make sure I start again on Monday or, you know, rather than, um, you know, when you set like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds and you don't lose 20 pounds and you feel really like you failed. So basically it's, there's a feeling or a purpose that you want for your year. And in the past I've used intentional, I've used personal growth. And this year's a little different. I, I don't know that I found the perfect word for it. Um, I want to work harder and be more intentional in some places of my life, but I also want to slow down and embrace some calm in other places of my life. Um, So maybe balance is the right word, Um, but I have to be careful with that word because my family hears it and they're going to think that I'm taking more time off and I'm not very good at that. Um, I like to embrace the calm by doing things like listening to more books, reading more books, hiking more storing more food so that I have that stress off of me that, you know, if anything kind of goes awry, we're solid. Um, It's things that make me feel in control and not like that I'm a controlling person, but that I have some control over my life and that makes me feel really calm. So how do I do this each year? Um, First off, I start by putting my planner together. Um, I've been using Jill Winger's um, old fashioned on purpose planner since it first came out several years ago. There's a lot of room for me to write and I'm a very visual person. So I write everything down and I color code it by activity. I know everyone's not that organized, but it's really helpful for me that I can look at my planner and in like, you know, a one week snapshot, see what's going on. Um, You can also check out the Prepper Planner that um, I had the creator on the podcast a few weeks ago. That's another beautiful planner and it focuses on um, food and storage, whereas um, Jill's focus is more on the homestead. So it just kind of depends more on what your focus is. Um, No matter which planner I'm using, I like to use friction pins. They are erasable and they come in a ton of like bright colors. And the erasable part is awesome because let's face it, our planners are always changing throughout the week. So I like to take a day and put my planner together. I have places in my life that I like to focus on and goals I want to remember. So going into the new year, I like to put that all out, clear my brain. But some people ask how I still use a paper planner in the digital age. So I use both a digital, like digital planners and calendars. Um, so I use digital calendars, like a lot for my personal life, for scheduling podcasts, knowing when I'm going to be out of town. And then I use a digital planner for my business. This helps with my schedule when I'm on the road between family members, um, the planner for my business. I have all of my SOPs and my project planning that my team can have access to. Um, I don't carry like my big planner everywhere with me um I do have a notepad though that kind of goes everywhere with me I need a place to be able to jot down all my thoughts my ideas if I run into someone at a conference I like what they have to say I can get their contact info um but it's something that my planner sits on my desk and I refer to it each morning and I check it off in the evenings in fact here it is I have it like in a big binder I even have like you know a place for like sticky notes and my pens Um, anyways, that is, it just, it sits here on my desk most of the time, maybe like my chair in the living room, if I'm working out there, um, and then like, I refer to it in the morning and then I check it off in the evenings. Like, it's not something like, it's not a working thing that I'm using all day long. Then either Sunday evening or Monday morning, um, I put together my week. I check my phone calendar, my um, digital and physical notepads, my emails, my screenshots, and then everything goes into my planner for the week. So if I have a bunch of podcast guests I need to contact, they all go into my digital task manager. um, So both myself and my team can have access to everything. Then I write in my paper planner that I have podcast guests to contact. And this might sound redundant to some, but for me at a glance, I can see in my planner, in the morning, like what I need to do and not feel overwhelmed with all the details of like the contact information, the follow-up dates, the topic ideas. That's all in my digital planner. And, you know, I mean, I have links to like their contacts and stuff. Like it's really great like that. But for my paper planner, I can just glance at it and go, okay, I need to take a half hour today and work on that schedule. And that helps me kind of just block my time. Um, then each morning I refer to my planner. So I know what I'm doing for the day. Throughout the week, I take notes on my phone, my notepad, I take screenshots, I schedule doctor's appointments, et cetera. And then on Mondays, I fill out my week. Now, this is how I plan my home life, my business, my homestead. Um, I'll explain you know, some of the stuff I do with my homestead next. If you'd like help setting up some of these programs for your homestead business, I do offer business coaching sessions that can help give you some clarity and direction in your startup or existing homestead business. I'll link that in the show notes, but no. I have uh, 20 years experience working in business, primarily business consulting type work. I also have my degrees in um, business management, accounting, and animal science. Um, So this is something I do. I've done it for a lot of years. I've been coaching for the last year. Um, It's been a little different because I'm used to coaching on the farm and helping people get set up with their paperwork, but I've really been loving the... um, online coaching as well. So be sure and check that out. See if that's something that's right for you. And I might be able to help give you a jumpstart in your homestead direction. Now planning my homestead for the year. So I always start with my seeds because I like to order early. I take inventory of what seeds I have left and I make a list of what I need to order. I order most of my seeds through True Leaf Market Um, There's a link in the show notes um, that gives you free shipping on orders over $75. What I like is they have really clear information on how to start all of their seeds and have many e-guides that you can download and even print. Um, For their heritage seeds, they also give a little bit of the seeds like story and history. So I think that's super fun. Um, Then I pop over to garden.org to confirm my seed start dates and my region. I make um, a sheet to hang out in my mudroom, which is where I do all my seed starting. And then I also plug all that information into my planner by week so that I can remind myself like, hey, I need to start my bean seeds this week. Um, It makes everything a little bit easier. And this year I'm going to be starting things a little bit earlier because I want to have some larger, hardier plants for our store's grand opening in the spring. But that is going to make it even more where I want it in my planner because I'll forget. I always, I have these like dates in my head, like, you know tomatoes have to be done by my mom's birthday um this week I'm this year I'm doing it a couple weeks early so i need to just have um that done like i need to have those dates written down in a place where i'm going to see it outside of what i normally have in my head um <clears throat> so then i also plug in the dates for like due dates for my pigs when i need to rebreed pigs um order dates for new chicks and goals for new endeavors This year, I'm going to be a little tighter on my dates so that I can post when products will be available in our store. So that's really important for our customers and follow through. Next is uh, resetting our homeschool. I like to take a day, usually after the first of the year, to have a little chat with the kids about how everything is going for them. If they don't love a curriculum, we do a veto. Now, I've talked about my vetoes before, but that's where every year, if there's one thing that we don't like, we veto it. And then we pick something new and that makes it where a lot of times we're changing out two or three curriculums in January from like, you know, previous years of kicking one out and it makes it where it kind of just refreshes the year for us. Um, Especially my older kids, I have them pick their own curriculum. So I want them to have that follow through throughout the year. And um, so, you know, kind of having to finish everything except for like one where we just say, hey, this doesn't work for any of us, like learning that flexibility but also follow through at the same time. So that's when we pick our vetoes. Um, Then we choose our spring semester curriculums for anything that they followed up in the fall semesters from like previous years of doing vetoes. Um, I go through some of their work to see if there's anything I need to address. And then I take some notes for their transcripts. Um, My kids also have a homestead project they do every year. And we take some notes to talk about and to plan this. Some of it I might have done with my homestead planning already. Um, Last year, my five-year-old wanted to be in charge of meat birds. So I put him, his like plan for that into our schedule. Um, This year, I think that my 15-year-old is going to, 15-year-old daughter is going to be all about food prep. She's been talking a lot about and doing some research. Um, Plus money's been a little tight this winter. So her goal was to plan like all of our meals without the grocery store. She has been doing a great job and seems how we had some stuff on stock and we just done some butchering. It was, you know, kind of easy for her, but it, you know, it really made her stretch her ideas, get creative. Her favorite so far has been homemade cheese crackers. The only thing we have to buy for that is cheese. In fact, that's probably pretty much the only thing we've bought from the store all of December. Um... But I think it really opened her eyes to things that we need um, to stock up on, things that we need to start making ourselves more. Uh, Last year, my 15-year-old son wanted to grow a corn plot for his dairy cow. We don't usually feed our livestock corn. Our local feed meal doesn't put it in our blends unless it's requested. So he used my introduction to Homestead Science, the high school textbook, um, to get the rototiller running, to budget for a um, fence and I have my notes here and it's not working. <laughs> um, test the soil, plant his corn. Um, unfortunately, we're running a little behind on projects and the pigs got out and made all his corn starts. But uh, we have all the fencing sitting out there. So he might give that another shot. But he, what I loved about it is that he used the tools he had. He used the book to troubleshoot the rototiller and get it going for the spring. Like I just, I really liked how he used his own creativity um, to put that all together. So I was super proud of him on that one. Um, I also decided that I think we should start doing more read-alouds with the kids. I don't feel like my teens have been choosing enough quality literature. And my littles are just getting to reading age. So having that read-out-loud helps them recognize more words. We really enjoy audiobooks on our road trips together. But I also feel like in the evenings we need some electronic breaks. So we started with Little House on the Prairie, and I only allow drawing or handcrafts while they're listening. My husband isn't the hugest fan of this rule, but he's getting a little better about it. Um, him and I are also talking about waiting until the littles go to bed and then reading some more adult-level books for ourselves and for the teens. And um, we'll be starting with the Four Agreements. I read this book um, every year at the beginning of the year. Um, I'll link it in the show notes, but... Um, It's about not accepting what society has told us we have to do. It's a great book for homesteaders that are already on the boundaries of society. Uh, So check out my podcast back in season one. I'll link it in the show notes as well. Um, It talks all about how it compares to homesteading and homeschoolers. So um, on a business front this year, um, I'll be planning my production and my travel schedule. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I had some changes in my personal commitments for the spring, which I don't know if I'll talk about that one or not, but I'm going to call it a positive because it's opening up a lot of free time for me. And that's going to allow some more creation time that I'm really excited for. So I would love to hear how you prepare for your new year. Um, thank you. And can't wait to talk to everybody next week. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please head over to your favorite podcast player and leave a comment and review. This helps me to know what you're enjoying and helps others find an episode that can help them. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the Until next time, keep growing!